Welcome to the Sage and Tea Podcast. We are your divine hostesses, Thuggy P and Empress Iris, and we are back with another episode. You back, bitches. Yes, sir. Now, <clears throat> if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to our safe space, the lit hour, tea time, etc., etc. If it ain't, thank you for coming back and fucking with us, you know? And today we will be exploring and recapping our new favorite show, one of my new favorite shows, uh, Harlem season one. We're going to be talking about likes, dislikes, and why it is one of the best shows out right now. So Mm -hmm. for those who don't know, Harlem is this show you can watch it on um, Amazon Prime. And it's just about four black women and, like, the things that they have gone on in their lives. We're not going to get too much into it. We don't want to give y'all too many spoilers. Uh, just know it's some shit in every episode. Um, the four are Camille, Quinn, Ty, and Angie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Did I miss anything? Uh, no. I mean, it's set in Harlem um current day uh and yeah pretty much like iris said it's just going through their daily lives and their careers because they are very driven uh career oriented women you know one is a fashion designer what is a tech mogul the other is a professor the other is an aspiring artist and it just kind of shows you know a lot of diversity and complexities and nuances which is essentially what we loved you know it was very very multi-hyphenate you know the girls love a hyphen okay (laughs) (laughs) we do yes i I, like that's the that's the reason why we're really drawn to it because we are multi-hyphenate women ourselves so that's why the show really resonated with us um i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i drew a blank but yeah (laughs) yeah so I guess hopping right on into it, what do we love? The tea, yes. So like we said, we love the representation of the show. Um, and you know, nowadays people want to push, oh, we have diverse things on TV. And it's like, mm, no, y'all don't. It's the same shit over and over and over again. And, Period. you know, this is not that, you know, there's a lot of uh, newness to it which you think okay yes. for black women you think okay girlfriends immediately off rip you know you think BET girlfriends early 2000s but girlfriends did not have and no shade to girlfriends because that was a classic and that you know paved the way girlfriends did not have the complexity that these hoes have on Harlem period girlfriends probably had complexity for its time um because it was a classic but mm-hmm. Yes, for today's age, this is definitely more complex than, than you know, you thought you would get. Sorry, God. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, it's really just like, if we're going to just assume that y'all watch the show. I'm going to assume y'all watch the show. So, you know it was some shit every episode. Just when you thought, oh, okay, I know where this is going. Something happened. And you'd be like, bitch, wait a minute. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not see that shit coming. Like, mm-hmm. it really does, like, take you for a ride. 
Um, it, I, honestly, everybody watch it. I'm just kind of like, don't think you don't. This is not like any like show that you have seen because mm-hmm. it's just like you said, like it, there's a, like a lot of complexities. There's like a lot of new newness, a lot of things that just we have not seen on TV. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We definitely love that. Um, between between these four women, like um, they were just always there for each other, and you know, you get your tribe. That that's how it should be. You should always like your friends should always be there for you, mm-hmm. and it don't matter like whether or not y'all get into disagreements or anything like that. Like. Because that was shown in the show, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's still going to be your nigga at the end of the day. Like, that's still going to be your dog. Yeah, I know I'm mad at you right now. I know we're in an argument. But, hey, I need you to come pick me up from the subway <laughs> station because I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yes. you know, and I mean, like, the other girl, like, I mean, I know I'm mad at you, but I'm on the way. Like, right. that's how I should right. be. Mm-hmm. So we we love that. Yeah, it's it's authentic, right? Because not you know, uh, for example, I'll use us. Um, we are cousins. Um, <laughs> we know each other <laughs> most of our lives, uh, our conscious lives. You know, because you don't remember shit when you're five. So like, we've known each other forever. We've had falling outs. We've had arguments. But like, if she was ever like, bitch, I think this. You know, I think I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm, I don't care what's going on. I'll be like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> Where do we need to go? Are we going downstairs? Are we going to a doctor? What do we need? Are, are we going we to grabbing the helmet and falling down the steps? <laughs> like, what's up? What are we doing? Like, that shit goes out the window. Like, trivial yeah. things when, you know, serious things come about, regardless of the fighting. And that is one thing I really liked about this show, I think. And uh, not to be critical of girlfriends, but like, I remember Tony fell out with somebody for like, at least two seasons and it's like I don't know how realistic that is and maybe it's just our generation as millennials I just don't feel like that's super realistic like to be beefing for maybe maybe so maybe like decades but like your actual tribe and homegirls like you're gonna fall out but you're gonna eventually get back you know cool at some point you know I mean I agree um Mm -hmm. this ain't about girlfriends although we could make an episode about girlfriends Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that was the thing too that like we people really don't talk about like toxic friendships enough Mm -hmm. Um, you know we talk about toxic relationships but you have toxic friends too and I mean that poses the questions are these people really your friends because if they are why are they bringing toxicity into your life and that's so that's kind of what Joan and Tony were for each other. They were each other's crutch, but like they, mm. and it was very toxic. But they hid it under like, but we're friends, and they hid behind. Oh, I've been knowing you since I was a kid. But sometimes Ooh, that's all y'all girl. have is history, like, mm. and like time. But that don't necessarily mean that the friendship all that great. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's that's just the tea on that. I I look you hit the nail on the head I ain't gonna say shit the fuck else <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes yes so yes we love the sisterhood um 
another interesting point that we found on this this uh, show is the idea of these women being older. So they're in their mid to late twenties and like to mid thirties. So it kind of also is good because it gives you. So okay, we all have when and we all you know went to college at eighteen. If you went to college, I don't know. So growing up, you have this idea in your head of like, oh, I'm gonna have a house by 25 I'm gonna be married by 27 I'm gonna have my first baby by 30 and then as you get older you start realizing what the fuck was I thinking honestly this <laughs> was I like what the fuck was I thinking that is totally unrealistic you know um and I think a lot of people get themselves fucked up because they really hold themselves to that previous idea of what life should have been when mm-hmm. they were 18 19 20 trying to figure their shit out or in college trying to figure their shit out or messing with somebody at that time and you think you're going to be with them forever. And that's just not the case. Like things change and like your circumstances change, your priorities change as you get older. Um, So the idea of having your life all figured out by 25, I'm sure some people do that and that's great, but most people don't. Yeah. (laughs) Because like, honestly truly most people trying to figure themselves out mm-hmm. like you you coming into who you are like learning really learning yourself i mean i'm gonna be real with you most people ain't even doing that at 25 so mm. um but you know yeah like you really just start to come into your own you know pretty much by 30 mm-hmm. <laughs> so i yeah just what you said like I was glad to see that because I definitely was one of those people. I'm going to be married by 25 and I'm having four kids by the time I'm 30. I'm going to be a doctor at this time too. I don't know how the fuck I thought all of that shit was going to (laughs) work. Like, here I am, 26. Mm -hmm. Not a nigga in sight. I'm married, child. I don't feed myself. Like, if I came home and I just had plans to get in the bed, and, like, I had a child, and it was, like, I'm hungry. Like, I would probably just start crying because I just, I don't want to, I don't want to cook for me. So, I don't want to cook for you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I just can't think of it. So, yeah. yeah, I was glad to, like, see, you know, interesting point. None of them have kids. Yes, that is very interesting. I can't believe we never talked. About, like, and, y'all, we've talked about this show a ton. I was live texting her when I was binge watching the whole fucking season one <laughs> in, like, a day. And yep. literally, Iris was like, oh, girl, let me rewatch it. And then literally, I then showed this, uh, I showed Harlem to my girlfriend, and we then watched the whole thing again. So we've literally been through, like, three iterations of watching this shit combined. And, like, that's actually a point we, I don't think we brought that up before, have we? Oh, yeah, man. Like, I, mm-hmm. it literally just dawned on me that, like, none of these characters have kids. Mm. And I think that's, I think that's also okay. Yes. Um. And why I say that, too, is because, like, like I said, for me, I wanted to have all of my children before 30. Mm. Um, Based on, like, a comment that my mother made, which was, like, kids are for young people and you should have kids before 30. Mm. Um, Mm. So it it was refreshing to, like, see, like, women who are in their mid to late 20s, early 30s. And, like, they are very accomplished honestly it don't look like none of them trying to have no kids and that's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i'm sure like one of them probably will have a child mm-hmm. you know in season two if we get that which i hope we do 
Um, my guess is Camille. I would guess so too. Mm-hmm. Her and Ian. Yeah. Um, but like that would also be showing that like it's okay to have kids. Like after a certain age, like you, it, it goes with the whole like you know just trusting like your trusting your timeline, trusting like when mm. you're supposed to get your stuff. Um. Mm. Yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that the idea, that expectation of, like, we have for ourselves when we're younger, I mean, that's totally learned behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what our parents pushed on to us. And a lot of times growing up, you know, or your caregivers, whomever, I think the previous generation, they were able to to do these things more easily. And no shade to the boomers, um, although I have very... um, strong feelings towards the boomers i do um we will not get into that today um please (laughs) they were able to have like my parents were able to buy a house at 22 my mom at least was 22 when she bought a house i could not fathom buying a house one because they're three times as expensive as they were like a Mm two-bedroom two-bath in louisiana is not is not fetching for 40k anymore like, it's just Hell not. Hell no. So you got to step your bread up already, you know? So it it's a different time. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a different, like, expectation, right? Like, that generation really valued marriage and companionship and having the kids young because there was this idea and there was, I guess, science at that point that said you need to have a, a kid, a baby by 30 because a woman isn't going to be fertile. Nowadays... That expectation is, I don't want to say not the same. It's shifted a little bit, in my opinion. I think women are waiting longer to have children. I know for a fact people are waiting. Our generation is waiting longer to get married. And by our generation, I mean, I guess, young millennials. So 25, 26 plus. Um, People are waiting to get married. And it's actually contributed to the divorce rate going down. So... I see the benefits of waiting, like you said, you know, to get your shit together. Because in the long run, it seems to be more fruitful. And then also just the context of our society right now. It's just not feasible to go ahead and buy a house and even weddings. Weddings are massive investments now. You know, you gotta, it, you gotta get the photographer. You gotta get the cake and the, uh, all the shit. Weddings is gonna cost you 30, 40 K minimum. Who knows? Like, it's I'm just not. Say, that's just a minimum, like. Girl, the dress budget. In I'm the show say... was twenty five k. Was it fifty k, twenty five k? In the show, Mira, Ian's fiance, her dress budget was like I think twenty five k. I think it was twenty five. I think it was. I, I said, do you know what I could do with twenty five thousand goddamn dollars? I mean, I'm Mira. I'm spending twenty five k on the dress. Not I ain't spending no twenty five k on no outfit. You're we gonna go to the fucking Fiji Islands. We gonna go be, put half of this on the 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 condo that we gonna buy or the next house or investment property. Um, but twenty five k on a a dress you wear one time. Shit, I might. I mean, twenty five k. I'm wearing that bitch more than one time. I am not. You won't have to repurpose that bitch. Let me tell you, I'm not (laughs) capping. I am taking that shit out every anniversary. Girl, you. We're doing this shit over and over again. I'm weak. (laughs) Weak. Hello. Because I need you to remember. Because first of all, I'm fine as fuck anyway. I need you, but I need you to remember. 
Yeah, I this can. is what you married. Mm-hmm. Me. I cannot do. And here I am yeah. 25 years later, still in the same dress. Period. After your kids. And I will also say it is perfectly okay if you cannot fit the dress that you wore on your wedding day as well because everyone's bodies changes and people go through things. Um, first of all, I don't think whoever I marry, I really just don't even think they'd care. But I'm also probably not. But we're going to like, even if it's not the exact same dress, this gonna be the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. We gonna put some stretchy material in here on the cut the sides. Put some stretchy material in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You gonna make some shake? Basically, is what you're saying. Because I said. But to summarize, basically, um, just run your race and like. Don't worry about what other people got because, I mean, again, this show is a great representation of, like, you have your own timeline for things. Like, these women are concerned about themselves and their progress, and I'm sure they also have expectations about, damn, I thought I'd be somewhere else too, but they're actively working against that by just continuing to thrive, right? Thriving whatever situation you're in and being happy um, while you're doing it, like, period. Mm -hmm. Things to remember is comparison is the thief of joy. Do not compare yourself to others. Worry about yourself. Worry about what you got going on and just how you could, you know, like she said, continue running your race. Mm -hmm. Worry about how you can better yourself. Yes. The time you spent, they tell you in track all the time, we used to run track. Don't look back. It slows you down. Mm -hmm. Don't look to the side neither. That shit slows (laughs) you down. Our culture, boy, y'all don't even know. If we look back a look to the side, <laughs> the cussing out we get, mm-hmm. it just slows you down. So it's the same with life. Don't look back. Don't look to the side. Because the time you spend worrying about what somebody else is doing, like, it's taking time from what, away from what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, another cherry or another gym um, my dad always said you need to like focus and obsess on your craft and honestly you should just be looking at other people like very sparingly like you should be glancing very 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 sparingly at other people but it's your own like you said progress growth and your purpose that you're supposed to be walking in that's what you're supposed to be worried about um period period <laughs> all right next point you're gonna I'm sure you're gonna love this next point Iris. of course of course um of course we love Ian y'all may know him as Diamond from P-Valley hey Diamond Tyler Lefley <laughs> the man Drake thinks he is mm. like we just love that fine ass man okay like mm. whoo Jesus. Um, yeah, I just, as an actor, I really like him. I think every role that he does, uh, he does very well. Mm-hmm. And um, Ian was no different. He played the fuck out of that character. 
Um, and he's just really nice to look at. Yes. I mean, as a member of the uh, community, I personally would love for him to be my cousin-in-law. Truly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, I can, uh, you know, I can accept and recognize, oh, he's very attractive. Uh, but obviously, I ain't got nothing for him, and he ain't got nothing for me. But that, yeah, he really does look like what Drake is supposed to look like. Because at first, I was just like, you, oh, you should look at this dude. He's on P-Valley. I'm like, all right, cool. When that nigga came on screen, I said, oh. No, actually, you watched P Valley before I did, and you oh, were just like, "Yeah, yeah." You was like, "Bitch, you need a diamond." That's who I want. <laughs> I'm like, "Who the fuck is diamond?" Yes, Tyler mm. got on that screen. I'm like, "Sir, <laughs> I'm trying to put it on y'all." <laughs> <laughs> like, literally was beating someone up. Like that's the first image I had of him. Was him like? Like, one of the, I guess, patrons. Okay, so he's in another show, P-Valley. Great, great show. You know, good luck to them in their lawsuit coming up. But oh my God, <laughs> he plays the bouncer at a strip club in another show, and his name is Diamond. When I tell you one of the little patrons of the strip club was getting too rough with one of the ladies, and, Di- and Diamond beat the fuck out this man. I said, chivalry. That is what I need. I need, <sighs> look, I understand men have their own things of like oh we're judged on how we can provide and that's it and it's like well yeah that's the bare minimum i need you to provide and protect okay okay period shit i need to know that i am safe with you if a nigga come up trying to like you that needs to you need to handle him so i can get away like Mm -hmm. come home he gets and i'm you know Vice versa, like if a, you know, like if you're, for example, you know, if a man is, or excuse me, if a woman is like threatening your man, like Iris, I don't know, like you should be able to step in and handle the bitch, TBH, like, as just my personal thing, I don't think, I hate seeing men and women argue, I just don't like seeing that, like, you know, like in the club when like a dude is like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a slap the shit out you girl, and and like the girl's like, you ain't gonna do nothing, Jody. I don't like all that, I really don't, um, Girls should fight girls, boys should fight boys, in my opinion. And if you fall in between there, we will handle you separately. <laughs> you can handle separately. <laughs> Truly. Depends on what you identify as. But like him defending her, the stripper, Diamond, and aka Tyler Lepley, I thought that was so great because a lot of niggas nowadays don't give a fuck. Like they don't give a fuck. They let they let they, you know, they let their little girls get beat up, TBH. My man, Ooh. my man, my man. Oh, your man left you for dead. <laughs> <laughs> my man is this, my man is that. My man is a drug dealer. He got money. Your man left you for dead. Period. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> First of all, Ian is very different from Diamond. Mm-hmm. In, yes. in, in, in Harlem is very like lover boy. Now, don't get me wrong. There is an episode where, like, he does stand up. He does protect Camille. Um, but he's not as hard as Diamond, which is why I said, like, I really like Tyler Lepley as an actor because he's able to, like, play both characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, like, both roles, like, really fit him. So mm-hmm. he's just a really great actor. Um, but, yeah, he's just... Now, we're going to have to talk about the dislikes, too, because it was, you know, 
he was on the show wilding. Of course. He, he yeah. was wilding because he a nigga, but mm-hmm. um, overall, we love him. And I love him and Camille, and I want it to work out for them. I do. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I just need him to get his shit together, like, and drop Mira. If you're going to fuck with Camille, fuck with Camille. Like, if that's something right. that you, you know. But, like, don't this in-between shit. Side, bitch. Yeah, that's fucked up to me. I don't really, I don't like that. I don't like that. But I understand, homeboy, he's, you know, he's trying to figure it out. Um, and that's what season two is for. <laughs> right. And then, you know, our last point. Mm. I'll let you go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, so our last thing we stand was the LGBTQIA+. A mouthful. Representation <laughs> <laughs> of Harlem. Uh, it was exceptionally nuanced and great. And I'm going to tell you why. So... Mm-hmm. In the show, you have Ty as one entity, and towards the end of the season, you kind of start to see Quinn also develop into this group of representation. So what I loved about Ty was that she was a mask-presenting queer woman. Um, and in a lot of shows, I've never seen, I've never seen a, a Black woman portrayed in this way. A lot of times mm-hmm. you'll see a masculine presenting woman as more of a stud character who's like exceptionally rooted and centered in their masculine identity. Some would say, I'm doing air quotes right now, trying to be a boy. But that is not Ty. Ty is very much in touch with her feminine side. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. kind of see it through a different, through mm-hmm. many different lenses. Um, she's not also a touch me not, which is what we call in like the gay community as like a lesbian woman who doesn't like to receive sexual favors um that's a touch me not right and that's typically what a lot of masculine presenting women are viewed as it was like oh i don't i'll do the you know i'll do the pegging but i don't want to be picked quote unquote right like but that's not tied she's very much in touch with her feminine side and as well as her sexual pleasures um and i just found that very interesting and very different and authentic because that happens all the time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that is very realistic. Um, so that was Tide. Do you have any thoughts on Tide? Um, yeah. I, I think you said, like, everything beautifully. And that was why I liked her character um, as well. Um, because I, I definitely think she represents the, like, sexuality is... Um, and, mm. like, there's... It's not no one size fits all. Yes. And especially yes. as it comes, especially as it relates to like black sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times for black characters who are a part of the LGBT community, in it one or two ways. So her character was very refreshing because it was different from the norm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I really liked about Ty, just along mm-hmm. also with like her realness and like comedic relief. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and we'll come back to Ty in a second, but and then the other piece of representation uh, was Quinn. Um, and Quinn was a little bit of a surprise for me personally. I knew she. Okay, so Quinn was a former corporate, you know, 
corporate finance person. She was doing her thing. She was the youngest VP in Chase Morgan. So she's doing her thing. And then she's like, I'm depressed as hell. I want to do what my passion is. Start a business. Want to be a fashion designer. Okay, cool. So she had always had problems. Um, yeah, I would say problems dating men, I would say. Like, it just, she was, it wasn't clicking, you know? Like, she was unable to find her person. And no, let's stop. Yeah, I don't know how to describe what she went like. I don't know. Quinn just had bad taste in men. Mm. Like, they might have been attractive, but she always picked Mm. um, bummy niggas in one way or another. That Mm -hmm. was Quinn's issue. (laughs) It's like she always, it was like she always just got played in her face and like everybody could see it because, like, that one episode where it's like the nigga talking about, do you want a lobster roll or whatever? No, mm. you know, not even using that because mm. that the pyramid scheme that I, that was a surprise. Yes, but <laughs> when the man talking about, oh yeah, come to me, we finna have a date at eleven o'clock. Like mm. we all know what that is, baby. Yes. Come on, yeah, yeah. Angie was right about that. Um, so yeah, she. <laughs> picked poor niggas uh period um so uh, somewhere along the way she kind of sets her eye on the young lady running for congress i can't remember her name uh i just remember her initials being ibs ah isabella ibs (laughs) i think that's her name at least okay well i'll have to check on that um And Isabella is like an openly queer woman. She's running for public office and Quinn's mama is fundraising for her. So that's kind of how they like, you know, kind of have been crossing circles and kind of like, you know, you know, tiptoeing around each other. Um, So Quinn begins to represent a curious femme woman, right? She starts to develop feelings like they almost kiss in a, um, a bowling alley. And like by the end of it, she's like, um, you know, professing, basically like saying, I want, I want to see where this is hidden for. Like she, Quinn pull up to Isabella office, like, look, I'm a little tipsy, but I'm here. Give me lit. <laughs> like, and that was, I think I really liked this representation because one, it was honest, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times, a lot of straight women are questioning women really fuck over gay girls because they're not honest about what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people be like, oh, you know, like that's where biphobia is rooted. And it's like, yes and no, right? Like a lot of lesbian women don't like bisexual or curious women because there's always that stigma of like, oh, maybe they're confused and they're not sure. I don't really think that's what this is at all. I think when... You are completely open about, hey, I'm not, I've never dated a woman before, but I really like you. And I'm willing to try these things with you. I think that goes so much further in like that open communication puts people at ease. But when you don't have that, you have a lot of like resentment and like um, projections of unrational fears of like, oh, she's going to cheat on me with a man. She's not really gay like that. Like then that's when you get that, that that biphobicness I think um obviously that's a small sector of the population um hopefully but like a lot of times I think 
curious women and straight girls could if they was just like upfront about it I think it would reduce so many issues that's just my personal take and I really like that Quinn was big enough to do that with Isabella um, so as a mostly straight woman who's you know <laughs> definitely been curious before mm-hmm. I'm not gonna agree with that okay um because I think if you just have that fear there, I really, I don't think that there's anything that anybody could say that could like calm that fear for you. Um, mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Yeah. As someone who definitely has tried dating a female before <laughs> uh, and like that was the first female I ever and I will say and only the first and only female I have tried to date today mm-hmm. um, it didn't matter like how much I would be like ayo like listen I'm feeling you like I don't mm-hmm. you know not I'm not like because I think I definitely thought she I definitely think she thought it was like a sexual thing and I was like sis not to be like vain which I never told her this but in my mind I was like I have had girls you know ask to you know do things and I've said no mm-hmm. so this is definitely not that um <laughs> like I'm genuinely interested in you mm-hmm. and, but like that yeah that was her fear was that like I would like go and fuck with men and I'm just kind of like I don't even know why you worried about these niggas mm-hmm. I'm not worried about these niggas mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk to you I'm trying to date you mm-hmm. but I mean you know hey it's whatever and I mean but that's why I say like for myself yeah I feel like with some people not all some right. people um it doesn't matter like how much you are transparent or like how much you try to you know just tell them that like you're there if they have that fear for some folks it, they're just gonna have that fear yeah and I agree with that but that's trauma like that's literally trauma um and that's still biphobic in my opinion sorry not sorry i'm gonna call it like i see it like love y'all girls death i know how you girls like to tussle in the community y'all can come fight me i don't advise it um but that's (laughs) that doesn't to me that's like that's irrational like if a girl if a girl is telling you yo i fuck with you i like you then why are you worried about what she was doing before you that don't have shit to do with you, so you need to like look. <laughs> that's why I say that's trauma, and we wish her healing energies. Um, but that's also not right to also be like, oh, you've dated men in the past, so I can't really trust to, like us to go any further. That that's my phobia, like to a T, to a letter. And I do think a lot of studs i think a lot of lesbian women there's that is a very strong trope in the community and y'all niggas gotta chill <laughs> like, well, y'all what about fems what about fems what do you mean well no because you were just like you think it's a lot of studs and i'm just kind of like well, what about fems because I'm... i mean fems too i think a lot of women i think mo well, i say studs because that's i mean i'm so me personally, Thuggy P is a I'm a masculine centered woman. Um, I'm not a stud. I always say this, like I am not a stud. A stud muffin. A stone. Yeah, but like I'm not no stud. They too hard for me. Uh, <laughs> um 
so it's just not my personal identity. Um, but femmes too, like femmes, studs, people in the center. If you are, if you identify, I think, as dating the same sex or like being a lesbian or you know dating women, that that's a very common thing for anyone. Like biphobia is everywhere, um, just like transphobia is everywhere. So femmes too, y'all ain't exempt. Sorry, <laughs> I <Ira laughs> said I had to include y'all too. <laughs> dead ass dead ass so yeah that's so cool so do you think and i have a question i have a question about your personal experience so do you think do you think it could have worked out if she wasn't like in trauma or like if you think she would have done more to heal her trauma in that area of dealing with other women like do you think it could have worked out with y'all um yeah i think so i mean like we're still we're really good friends Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, like, shout out to her. I don't know if she listens to the pod, <laughs> but I mean, she, do, she definitely gonna know it's about her. Look, uh, yeah, like, hey, we girl, friends. I think like we um, it it probably could have, because mm-hmm. I mean, like, listen, but people who was around who was around us, attention was thick. K. <laughs> you knew something was up. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm for real. You knew something was up. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, just uh, cause yeah, I remember like telling like my best friend, I was just like, yeah, you know, like so um, I think I kind of like girls, and I like I'm I've been talking to so and so, and she was so mm-hmm. not surprised. She was like, y'all, yeah, that makes sense, and I was just like, word. She was just like, yeah. Oh, I could something was there, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh well, here I was. Thought I was being secretive. Clearly not." What um, did I say when you told me about this? Do I don't remember? know. I can't remember. I do not remember. I'm sure it wasn't a large reaction. I probably was like, "Okay," and I think you probably <laughs> did have like kind of a surprise reaction, but then you also just kind of like, I think you would do well with a girl. I do remember you saying that at one point. You were like, I think you would mm-hmm. do well with a girl. You, I, I could see you like with a girl. And I yeah. was just like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm still kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's the right person. Whatever I but think, I, you know. I will say that too. I think it, because um, I think that's for anybody. Um mm-hmm. You find somebody that like you click it. It might not be with the gender you thought, mm. but you find somebody that you click with, like and shit just work. You just find yourself. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would? That's why people be in war with themselves. Mm. And I don't particularly like being in war with myself. So. Yeah, I don't do that for nobody or nothing. Right, <laughs> um, so. Nah, that's it. But yeah, I think um, had she done like some healing, it mm. probably would have worked out. Um, or it probably would have gotten more serious than like it was. Um, but I mean, shit. I was also like, we were both young. Mm-hmm. Heard the same thing. Yeah, I, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, been able to like maintain friendship and stuff throughout all these years. But um, yeah, we were both just young. 
I also think too she probably thought that like I was just probably experimenting and stuff like that and mm. I was, again, I'm just like sis if that's what I wanted to do I would for sure like I, I'm gonna be fully transparent we have not done anything uh, we kissed one time a mm-hmm. singular kiss um and this was like after us you know talking on and off for quite a while mm-hmm. um but yeah like we definitely have never done anything sexually so i'm like if you were just an experiment girl would have gave up on you a long time ago like no. again there was definitely bitches asking me for threesomes and i just did not <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh my god yeah and you know that's trauma I, I mean, I, there's no sugarcoating it. That's literally unhealed trauma because a lot of times that's kind of what has happened. Like with a lot, a lot of like gay girls, like people experiment, they try new things. My thing is the way you don't get totally crushed and traumatized is by communicating. <laughs> I mean, I completely agree. Upfront. Yeah. And also like sometimes I will say too, we talk about like, you know, people finding themselves and figuring themselves out Mm -hmm. it honestly could be situations where like somebody I don't think that oh you know what I could be giving people too much credit but I don't think (laughs) to like situations with intentions to like harm somebody else like I said Mm -hmm. I could be giving people too much credit um but it could be in the sense of like just like with any other relationship Mm -hmm oh, I think you're attractive. I want to see where this goes. And then, like, as time goes on, it's like, I actually do not like this. This is not for me. Mm. Um, So it, which, like, it's not a personal thing towards, like, the other person. It's just like, you know, oh, as I'm figuring myself out, I'm figuring out this is not me. This is not what I thought this was going to be. Mm-hmm. Or, like, this is exactly what I thought I wanted. But as I'm here, I don't like this. Yeah. So, I mean, like, a lot of situations, that could be the case, too. Yeah, I definitely think that is. But, again, that goes back to communication, which I think is the, I think that is the most important thing in any relationship, whether it be platonic, monogamous, polyamorous. You have to communicate. Um, I mean, dating, I agree. Whatever. But you, that's giving people too much credit. Oh, I know people don't do it. I bet, <sighs> Look, I don't like to do it my goddamn self. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not whether or not you like to do it people really just don't have these skills these skills are just not developed in people that's, that's what i'm real. saying that's, yeah, that's i'm just true. like that's that's giving folks too much credit people mm. a lot of people don't like themselves and can't be honest with that Ooh. so i can if i know you don't like you i can't expect you to be honest with me and communicate with me mm. so wow Goddamn 47. You ain't never wrong. You ain't wrong. (laughs) Dead ass though. Um, The gym there. Do the work on yourself because if you can't love yourself, there's no way you're going to love anybody else. You cannot love someone properly if you do not love yourself. And learn how to properly communicate. Yeah. That's tough. That's definitely tough. Um, Because again, so many, and that's the thing is like, a lot of people meet, we meet in our 20s, and it's like, we've been dealing with our shit and how we operate in the world for the last 20-something years, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, my behavior, if I had to use myself as an example, like, the behaviors that I have, especially when I'm either upset or overwhelmed, are not, or were not conducive for my current partner. Like, she was like, I don't know what you've been doing, 
but this isn't going to work for me. And at that moment, I was like, damn, okay, let me try to adjust, you know, and then vice versa. Like, and I think that is, you know, the the good thing about a healthy relationship is where you can give that feedback of like, that's not working. That doesn't work for me. I understand that works for you and you be feeling better. Uh, but this ain't going to work for me. So let's try to work on some things, figure out within yourself what's happening. Are you upset? Are you with work? Like, what's the context here? And then let's try to, you know, bridge that out and, like, communicate that out better, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a very hard skill to learn (laughs) with someone else, but I think, you know, it's inevitable for most people and a lot of people struggle to actually do that, which is why I think a lot of relationships don't end up working out in the long run. Just my personal opinion. Um, I think a lot of relationships don't work out because they were just never meant to be with that person. And I feel <laughs> yeah. like you, you probably had a lot of signs along the way that this was not who you were supposed to be trying to make this work out with, but you forced it. So at Ooh. a certain point, the universe, the Lord was just like, you know what, I'm going to give you exactly what you want. And what you got mm. was misery. And so, (laughs) (laughs) yo, look, you went in right there, but I know why. Um, Amen. Well, no, I mean, like, that was literally, you know, like, I really just do think that. I think people really settle. And, yeah, I think a lot of people just force a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, shit. I don't know why you thought these red flags was going to change. They wasn't. They just get brighter. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. So after a while, the Lord, the universe, your spirit guides would be like, you know what? I'm going to let you. I, be, I was trying to spare you, but you don't want to mm-hmm. be spared. You want to look like a clown. So Yikes. <laughs> here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Put on the, the shoes yeah. and the nose. Yes, the universe has a very intentional way of letting you know, oh, you got me fucked up, period. Um, Ooh, but switching, not really switching gears, but on the subject of relationships, since we're here now, mm-hmm. interracial relationships. Ooh. Yes. So in the show, Ty, uh, who, you know, is, mm, I can't even say she's single. <laughs> I can't even say Ty really single, but Ty's out here singling and mingling, you know, <laughs> in the club, the gay clubs, trying to, you know, find girls and whatnot. Um, she does have a backstory in which she literally has a whole, is this a spoiler? I'm gonna spoil it. A whole fucking husband. Watch the show. Um, but she ends up having a one night. <laughs> I did. I don't give a fuck. Watch the show. Um, Ty ends up having a one night stand with this girl named Anna. Anna is white. So. Why are you saying her name like that? Anna? How do you say it? Anna. Oh, I think it just depends. It don't matter. It's like caramel and caramel. Caramel and caramel, whatever. Same bitch. Does it matter? No. (laughs) Okay. You just got silent. I'm sitting here like... I just I'm curious if it mattered, but anywho, that's funny. Oh girl Anna, Anna is a white girl. Um, so this is complex because of who Ty is. Ty is supposed to be this very pro black, very successful queer woman. 
She also, part of her success is creating the first queer POC dating app. So, like, you literally have a whole platform about people of color finding love. And then here you are falling in love with a white woman. Ah. Complex. Ah. Um, which is, again, exceptionally nuanced. We love, we stand complexity. We do. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Interracial relationships. Uh, can you be pro-black and be with somebody non-black? I think so. Wait, I didn't hear that. One more time? I said I think you could. Okay. Um, because I think it's just about like one, being comfortable in your identity of, you know, you pro-black, stand on that ten toes down. I don't think that necessarily has to translate into your to your partner because again you can't help who you are attracted to you can't help who you fall for Mm -hmm. um so yeah i just i think it's very much possible and be very comfortable within your identity because you're gonna get some feedback on that (laughs) Mm. but that's what i think what you think yeah i would say so i think you can definitely be pro-black and date someone not black or not of color even i definitely think you can um now 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 i white women are a little bit different because of their place in history and what they've done and how they've been weaponized against black people specifically black men of course but black people in general like White fragility and white womanhood has always been the antithesis of black people in our demise, right? Mm-hmm. That's just, in this country, that's just how it's been. Like white tears, white women tears, the idea of these Karens, they have done us tremendous harm. So from that perspective, I can understand why Ty felt so conflicted mm-hmm. um, because of that history. And like, obviously, I think a lot of black women are very attuned to this, right? Like we deal with passive aggressive white women all the time, right? Like we're, we're hip to it. We get it, whatever. So I think it's hard for her to like wrap her mind around like, Oh, I'm really fucking with this white girl. Like I'm really hitting it off. Like, I think, you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot to deal with. Um, and I think that's given her a lot of pause, um, mm-hmm. within herself. Um, I think also because of the history of what white women have done to us in this country, but I don't know. Sis need to figure it out. <laughs> I just think um, I don't think it goes so deep as like the history in the country. I just think she vexed because you literally built your whole not you, but like she built her whole, you know, yeah, her whole platform career. One of her point is that it's so that queer people can find love. Mm-hmm. Um, and she Spoiler, she was Anna about something, kind of telling her off and was just kind of like, you're a white woman. You've always been highly desired across mm. all races. Um, when she felt like Anna was, you know, like kind of trying to come for her in the interview. So that's why I think she is vexed with herself because it's like you, she don't want to look like a sellout. I'm like This is why I made my whole, my mm-hmm. whole, you know, app about. Uh, but here I am supposed to be 
I, I think she kind of got caught up with like I should be with a um a POC, a you know another queer POC. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why a lot of people fuck themselves up when you think about the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can't. I mean, it's easy to you know feel like that, but in the long run, what is that gonna do for you? Nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if she liked Anna, she should have just these shit went yeah and i mean just a point on anna it's like the desirability of white women has literally been around since the beginning of time so like hoes gonna be hoes and white women go white women like we get oh. it you know Not <laughs> so white women go white women. they the fuck are <laughs> they truly are and like i can't even say nothing bad about anna anna whatever her name is because she was chill in the thing and she low-key like did you know she didn't let Ty slide, you know? Like, it turned out that she was the interviewer for Ty's Forbes interview article spread or whatever. And she did not let Ty off the hook at all. And I think accountability is an excellent part of being in a relationship with somebody and, like, forming a relationship. Like, she could have been like, oh, you're great. You're this. You're a, you know, a, you know, a, a beacon of hope for queer POCs. But she said, so you date white women? basically in the interview more or less words like you would have sex with a white woman but you wouldn't wife a white woman essentially and ty was bum fuzzled bitch <laughs> she and she said i think i'm stuck can you repeat the question i mean that's just because she didn't see it coming but again if ty would she could have don't know no her shit and be like yeah mm-hmm. I I fuck white women, but I don't like them. You are absolutely correct. Do Do you advise that for the publicity? I mean, like you don't have to say it like that, but I mean, mm-hmm. she could have said exactly what she said. Of like, or I mean, I don't know. You, it's different ways to spin it because if it's mm-hmm. something I could do, I could spin some shit. So <laughs> you could literally like, you could have been like, well, yes, uh, I do whoever I decide to have sex with would be my choice. But as far as like me settling down with someone, um, I would prefer to settle down with a queer POC. So at this time, no, I'm not really open to, you know, dating someone who is not a person of color. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how you go. That's how you do that. And be like, next question. (laughs) Because again, if you want to really get into it, sex is sex. If that's, that's how a lot of people feel sex that doesn't require a lot of feelings and nothing like that Mm -hmm. so and if that's how Ty feels which I don't know if that's really how she feels but maybe yeah that too we don't Um, know (laughs) (laughs) but we gonna say that like she look at like sex is just an activity so okay it'd be like you know yeah like I I do not mind having sex with you know a white woman but at this Mm -hmm. time yeah I'm just I would prefer to fall for another person of color but mm-hmm. sex is an activity and I can do that with whomever I choose that's my preference mm-hmm. and just to like to highlight again the nuance of this conversation which this you know there is a lot of incredible nuance to interracial dating um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to sleep with white women and not taking relationships further I think it's a very fine line when we talk about, oh, I have a preference. And it's like, as long as you're, again, communicating that, hey, I'm just trying to, like, have a one-night stand or, like, 
there's a mutual understanding like oh this is the one I stand which initially it was because Anna ate fucking Ty's takeout like literally like <laughs> she got that head got that bread and left essentially like there was no like oh let's meet again and like let's start a relationship like if you're just trying to like have a good time and smash I think that's totally fine I think it becomes dangerous when you're targeting people for whatever identity that you are, you know, fetishizing, fetishizing, whatever. I think that's dangerous, but that's not what this is, right? Like, that's not what this is, and that's very important. And again, why the show is so freaking great, because they were able to do that in a non-destructive way, because there's a lot of, for example, a lot of Black men who only want to date white women and fuck white women, and then eventually, you know, just marry white women because they have this weird ass... I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get into all that. But y'all know what I'm talking about. They only date snow bunnies, um, and that's literally not what this is. And I think it was well done. I really just think that dynamic and that internal struggle in this way for Ty was really, really good. You ain't gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Black men who only want to date white Ooh. women. I'm calling them out for what it is. You hate yourself. Oh, which is and why we're not even that. gonna go with the black men who. Girl, girl, I ain't gonna do I it. Saying, she ain't gonna say it, but you can roast me if you want to. Just make sure you turn me so I'm evenly crisp on all <laughs> sides. Like, and I want to be juicy, so make sure that, like, yo, like, listen, if that's what you're gonna do, but that's what it is. You hate yourself. Fuck talking about preferences because when we get into it. Mm like if you want to date a white woman just because you're attracted to white women that's fine but most time most black men who date white women it's always oh I'm dating a woman a white woman because a black woman is uh, yep. don't bring us into yep it is, that's exactly that's the point self hatred for the mm-hmm. anti-blackness and especially like the hate for um black women that's where all this come in so if you want to date white women because that's what you want to do cool don't bring me into it because mm. i don't care who you date right because chances are if you date a white woman i don't want you yeah so you don't even have to worry about what dead I'm ass doing. dead ass um, now, that's 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 what we're getting at that's the issue with that right there yeah because it's like to yeah. uplift one if you want to date a white woman you don't even need a reason you want to date white women because you like women period cool mm-hmm. number two yeah why why do you have to put down black women to like i guess justify this response no yeah 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 literally just that the nail on the head if your reason for dating a race is because your own race is xyz lmnop you hate yourself you hate your mom you hate your sisters you hate all of us tbh like i don't like that is one of the most vexing things to ever come out of a black man's mouth when they're like oh it's just black girls are just so let me stop you right there you don't fucking know us let me tell you because (laughs) right like what like black women are fucking amazing we literally are the most first of all we're the backbone of everything like if you need some shit done and you need some shit held down and you need it done correctly you call in a black woman period and then on just top of that, like, we do everything. Like, we literally, like, there is a black, and I don't, I mean this respectfully, a black bitch for everything. 
We got black bitches in tennis. We got black holes in gymnastics. We got black women in corporate America. We are fucking everywhere. Like, pick and choose. And you could honestly just say that you can't meet our expectations and we don't want to fuck with you. You could probably just start there because that's nine times out of ten what it is. You probably couldn't find a bitch who was just going to let you do whatever. Right. So that that's really what it is period but you know i'm gonna let y'all have it (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm gonna let y'all have it yes oh man that's a great point so um interracial have you would you etc would you do it um definitely have Mm -hmm. so i will say now no i don't but i've done it Mm. in the past um so sorry (laughs) to anybody who didn't catch me for 2021. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I will say like um, the first white guy I ever like tried to seriously date, that was my fault that that did not work out. Um, mm-hmm. Because he was, you know, he was like a Robin Thicke type, you know, a zesty white. And I really like that. That's really typically the only white boys that I go for. Um, And um, (laughs) honestly, it was kind of similar to what Ty was going through. Um, Well, I I really actually take that back. I was not at war with myself because, like, he was white. I was totally fine with it. Um, He treated me very nicely. And I'm, no, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. But, um, yeah, he treated me very nicely. And I just, I really liked... um, I like the dynamic that we had and everything. What messed me up was um, I let outsiders like mm. mess up, you know, what we had going on because I mean, like I'll just say it. I was walking him to his car one night and we walked past like these two black men. And so like they saw us together and while me and him were walking past him, they like dapped him up. They were just like, Oh, you know, like y'all have a good night, all of this. And then when I was going back to my house, they were just kind of like, well, damn, like, you know, you ain't have to do that. You could have just gave the pussy to me. And one, I thought that was just very vulgar because you don't know me. But two, I was no. just kind of like, I don't know, like I, that got in my head. And I just, I don't, I mm-hmm. felt some type of way about it. So I just ended things. Mm. Um, and then like, you know, the two white men that I've dated after that, um, one was racist and then another was... <laughs> Uh, he was needy. I'm gonna say that. Mm. He just <laughs> didn't have. He just didn't have what I was looking for. So hopefully he never mm-hmm. listened to this podcast. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Butter Yeah, we're so. gonna have to get really pilt one day to all our listeners out there. We're gonna get really pilt and tell y'all the story because no, I we're not dog that was one of the funniest things i've ever experienced i was we were texting and it was like mid-morning she was telling me about the night before and bro i was weak as fuck like i'm i'm telling you i'm probably never gonna tell that story ever again (laughs) because if you ask me one i don't know that man and then two like it just never even happened so oh my god uh, oh my god i was never hearing that but yeah yeah just that was just it so mm-hmm. um and yeah now I just I don't date white men I'm off that train because mm-hmm. I found myself like with the last two white guys that I tried to date I found myself being like 
I like this, but why can't you be black? Like that that's mm. what I was like feeling and like that that's really bad. Um yeah. and uh, I think like ultimately like I knew that like it don't matter how much I like you, like if I'm just I'm constantly gonna have a thought of like why can't you just be black? Like that's and I don't think that that would have gone away, honestly and truly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think for right now I'm just I'm just dating uh I'm just dating black men. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mixed black men, something. Yeah. You black have to be in there. Yes. And that I mean, for me personally, for this question, that kinda goes to what I'm doing right now. Like my partner is black and Mexican. So she's biracial. Um, which is interracial. It's funny because I literally asked her, I was like, are we in an interracial relationship one day? And she just looked at me. She's like, well, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And I bust out laughing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I would I do an interracial relationship? So I guess my answer to that is yes, but like I prefer color. So I prefer POCs. Um, have I been with white people in the past, the white woman? Um, yeah, but not like in a serious relationship. Um, period um, all my exes are black um, yeah black yeah yeah I would say all my exes I've dated other races um, in non-exclusive relationships but yeah I prefer black in there somewhere <laughs> I do but prefer I would, black in there somewhere yeah I would just like to clarify all of my exes are black too. <laughs> you need to put that there. out there. Uh, yeah, I, I want to clarify that. All of my exes are black too. I mm. never exclusively dated a white man. Yeah. No, yeah. it was always like I'm. We're we're dating around, but you just happen to. They just happen to be in the mix. Like that's that's what it was. Yeah. But ultimately, they got cut. <laughs> well, look. Um, do your thing, be safe, be communicative, don't have people out here looking crazy. That's, I think that's the key takeaway. Communicate what you're doing when dealing with other folks, sexually, relationships, whatever. I think that's the point. I don't think that was the point there. Because <laughs> that's, that's not what we hit on at all. Oh, well, I mean, we hit on a lot. We literally talked about black men and their for interracial relationships that was oh well interracial relationships i don't know do what you you know do you boo boo yeah that's (laughs) more the point there (laughs) do you boo boo and don't hurt nobody else i think yeah just make sure whatever you're doing it's not rooted in self-hate i'm gonna say that oh even i guess very specific but yes that works that works all right so Switching gears. What did we not like? Ooh. About Harlem. Ooh. I'm gonna yeah. go. I have a two-parter because they kind of go together. I okay. didn't like Andy's character. Before y'all start flaming me, um, it's rooted in colorism. So that's my mm. two-parter there. Mm. Um, I say that because Andy's character, she was the darkest character and she like she was portrayed as this mooch who... Ooh also had to like mooch of don't say ooh you know it's the truth like oh, no, I she was mooching you. off of Quinn who is this 
very light skin could be passing mm-hmm. black woman mm-hmm. and I didn't like how Angie was her own place like it was like she was literally like the struggling artist but she didn't have nothing of her own mm-hmm. and like she had to she like Quinn was her sole provider mm-hmm. that even though it was very subtle I felt like that definitely like go that contributes to colorism which is definitely a real issue within like the black community already and like even subtle things like that just like perpetuates colorism um so that that's why I didn't like her character and I felt like it was just a very it was very stereotypical uh stereotypical mm-hmm. black woman so I didn't like that while she was the darkest character it it also gave like she was just very stereotyped like she was the darkest one she was she was mooching off of somebody mm-hmm. she was I felt like they exaggerated her character where like they wanted her to be like over the top and like dramatic and all of this here. Um, but it's like her, I think she was supposed to be the comic, the comedic relief, but it mm-hmm. did not hit. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to like hypersexuality. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like she had some hypersexual aspects to her personality. Um, she talked about like her sex tales a lot which there's nothing wrong with that but I feel mm-hmm. like again it kind of all goes with like colorism and so I, I I didn't like it I didn't like it um I agree I did not like Angie's character also um mostly because I felt like I agree with you on like the stereotype that she portrayed she was very loud very rude very inconsiderate um yes. she was an inconsiderate friend of the group and i do not like that like at, at all um as someone who likes to ride for their friends and like i'm very generous i would give you the shirt off my back if i could you know what i'm saying like she would be taking advantage of like my shit and i get i get i get spicy behind my shit like i feel like she when she was using quinn's air amex card whatever i was like ooh, and canceling all them ubers I was like, oh, you don't give a fuck about my money? Oh, no, we would have had to fuck. We would have had to square up right there and right on the couch where you stay. Um, (laughs) It was was all of that. Like, it was Mm -hmm. just, it was always just, like, very selfish, very insensitive, inconsiderate to, like, others' feelings. Like, she, like, evolved a little bit toward the end of the season. But, like, very much in the beginning, I did not like her. Mhm. Yeah. And I just they just they just did not have to they could have portrayed her differently. Like why couldn't if she is a strong artist that but why couldn't she have her own apartment? Why like why that that's what I didn't like. Why she had mm-hmm. the darkest one struggling. Mm-hmm. Why she have nothing of her own? She up there stealing quinnels. Why she up there playing around with money? Like mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't portray her well in my opinion I don't feel as though they portrayed her well when I feel like everyone else's storyline had a lot of redeeming qualities and um, nuance to it like a lot of like you know everyone else had and maybe it's just because they need more work 
developing her but i mean again that goes back to the colorism it's like you didn't give us a backstory so all we see is this darker skinned girl who honestly in my opinion and i don't really know now because at first i was like is this also fat phobia because no shade no tea she's also one of the heavier ones that she's the only heaviest at one but then as the season went on i think she began to like actually lose weight in real life so i think that's maybe not what they were going for but i'm also like why did you why did you do this with her and maybe, you know, every story needs a, a villain, you know, a foil. You need that. But, like, that's not the point of this show. The point of the show is sisterhood. And she is low-key the toxic friend. Yeah. So, I don't know what they did with that. I don't know what they're doing with her in season two, but... I hope I hope things work out for her in season two. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't want the struggling to out of that trope, too. Like... Mm. That's why I'm like, we could have done something completely different with her. And off of what you were saying, um, it's very much like all these other did like were very complex, and her character was just like one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. That does also come. Well, colorism also does play a role in that too. And yeah. Different with her character. The daughter did get a bad story on. She was like a a singer. She did have like all of this other stuff. Mm -hmm. She got dropped from her label. But even when she like six, they had her just again self about herself. Mm -hmm. Like she had going on, and I'm kind of like, damn, we got. She just this just is like. Yeah, I don't like that. We got everybody else, so we see like all these different things with them, and it's like we get a well character, and she don't have. Mm-hmm. That's that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah, that's it on Angel. I don't really have else to say. We wish you luck yeah. in the next season, Sue. Period. <laughs> Period. Um, the second and last major thing we did not like was Dr. Pruitt and Camille's relationship. Because what we don't want to see and what we do not stand is Black women beef. We don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want it. Period. Um. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) This was just... It was giving very much... It was giving... Very mm. much has in the bucket mentality. Um, just give very like I want you to see, but not better than me. Like that's which is again the crabs in the bucket mentality. Um, mm-hmm. it that is, yeah, that's what she gave, and I didn't, I didn't like that at all. And listen, I told a lot of my business, so I ain't giving no more personal stories this episode. But ha! listen. <laughs> I didn't been on the receiving end of old bitches having issues with you for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to. I did not like that. We could have did something different with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my so me personally, I've been told um, many a times, but most recently in this new role and phase I am in my personal life with my career I've been told I'm not ready for things 
And when Camille said, and Camille was heartbroken, obviously. So Dr. Pruitt replaced um, one of the, the faculty chair of the anthropology department or whatever. Like basically this white woman professor got canceled. So Dr. Pruitt, a black woman played by Whoopi Goldberg, got brought in. And, you know, there was, she was tasked with filling the next tenure professor spot, per se. Mm-hmm. And Camille obviously was an, is an associate professor. So she's been trying to work her way do the right things and, you know, build herself up her way, right? It's her way of doing things, her social media platform that she enjoys and really just doing it authentic to herself and the actual like point in society, like Twitter has power. So she's leveraging her connections and her influence. And the thing that I hated the most or like what hit me the most was when Camille said, why can't I grow into the role like these other white boys? And that hit me like a ton of bricks because let me tell you, there is nothing more frustrating than knowing that you are qualified for something. You have the potential to be excellent at it. And then somebody saying, "Mm, you're not ready. When it's like, neither is that motherfucker, but you, you fuck with him. You won't let him grow into it because he's allowed to make mistakes. And I'm saying he, because nine times out of 10 men get that leeway. And women don't, like, period. Like, women in promotions, we have to be 10 times as qualified, Mm. you know, to do stuff, to even put ourselves out there. I think there's a study of, like, overachieving and underachieving, and, like, women have to feel overqualified to apply for certain roles versus men who (laughs) don't give a fuck and who are oftentimes underqualified for roles, and they will still apply for things. Like... That is the most frustrating thing. And when Camille said that shit, that hit me to my core. I said, ooh, I'm feeling you, bitch. You, you, you tapped in. Cause... <laughs> and especially coming from a black woman, too. Yep. And then you're going to give it to another black man and a, a foreign black man. And look, I understand we are all members of the diaspora. But that was a very interesting interesting choice that they picked an African man to be in that position because Dr. Pruitt could quote unquote trust him or he she knew he was ready that was a very interesting choice as well but we didn't really get too much into that I'm sure he's going to come up next season because they'll probably be working together I hope they do um but yeah that shit hit I was like damn gatekeeping is real it's it's harmful um (laughs) and it's discriminatory because you keeping the black women out and you're a black woman like and all because you don't like her social media presence <laughs> like there's a clear age difference and an age divide there in my opinion also between dr pruitt and camille like it's a generational war um and i ain't gonna say nothing about the boomers but the boomers they are very and my my boomer parents will attest to this are very stuck in their ways like mm-hmm. For Dr. Pruitt, there's only one way to be in the community and be influential and be a professor. You have to be in the academics. You have to be in your nose in a book 24-7. You have to be published 20 times. Whereas like millennials today, we understand nobody's reading academic journals. If you want to have impact and influence, your best way to do that is through social media, which isn't going anywhere, period. You know? Well, I 
say I don't think her issue was that like she was on social media. I think her issue was that she was only on social media. Um, was like she was saying how like you weren't well, she was saying Camille like doesn't have you know any publications or anything like that or like she has very few publications but mm-hmm. it's not because she was in the community either like mm-hmm. it was just like she was only on social media um, because Camille only went to the rally in front of the EN restaurant after Dr. Pruitt, you know, after she was trying to impress Dr. Pruitt, and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be talking at, like, this, at this um, thing tomorrow, because at first when they asked her where she going, who were Angie, and mm-hmm. I said no. Ty. She was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might. And she was, at first she was like, no, I don't think so. She tweeted about it, and then it was like, oh, I'm going to go trying mm-hmm. to Dr. Pruitt. So I think that was more so Dr. Pruitt's issue. Now don't get me wrong. She was definitely still gatekeeping as fuck. Definitely still right. in the bucket as fuck. Because mm-hmm. she is and she also it was like power dynamic. Definitely you Camille um, or seeing just sort of like how far Camille would go to get the position. It was, she was definitely a beautiful power because she, she was up there um I come from a time where, like, if your boss asks you to do time, you say yes. So, like, I'm just, I'm over here. I'm millennial ass. No. Fuck no. Fuck if no. If I don't want to, it's a hard because it's overtime for a reason. I'm not going to do it just because you asked me to do it. If it really be done, you won't do it. For you to have it. Boom. Period. Fuck all that. Like, like, so that's all, like, it was, it was a very, like, clear divide. It was definitely her power is how Camille mm-hmm. was going to um to like, get this mm-hmm. Camille all this to impress this and she yeah she still went ahead the what you call it to give the position to somebody else mm-hmm. now I mean like I don't know if I would be like I don't think that she was like unprofessional. Um, we all just have like certain ways we probably would have went about it. Um, ultimately, Dr. Pruitt just didn't have to do her like that. Like she clearly saw like this girl and like wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the issue. If you see, like she clearly like really so like that's how it might have came off unprofessional or whatever but like she's coming to you if you think she needs guidance you could have helped that you are the perfect person you clearly yes to like listen to what you had to say mm-hmm. so all you all you had to do was just being a fucking head one and just like whatever advice or whatever like that you needed to give just give it to her right make her I'm, ready exactly because like, literally when y'all were having this when you invited her over Camille probably thought going to be a sit down one on one type thing because I didn't expect it to be no mix and move and house <laughs> mm-hmm. and like 
I'm thinking we're gonna sit down and have this girl is clearly impressed you or whatever, and you up here man, stupid and shit. And part mm-hmm. of the, uh, cool. Yeah. And then also as someone who is going to become a doctor, that is someone who is not after like I did not like because Wait, what? I'm sorry, what'd you say? One more time? Uh, like, letting someone who does not have the credentials that you have mm-hmm. as a, re- like, with the doctor or whatever, like, how she let, like, intern the undergraduate mm. um, call her, like, like that. That was so disrespectful. <laughs> was so disrespectful. Yeah. And why I said she should have had Camille that is because mm-hmm. of a disrespect but when we see a girl from undergrad um all it is I sat up there and you let this girl like, sort of play and commit sure that in the same type of work but I don't know like I did not like that mm-hmm. that was right there if I'm a doctor, bitch, you better address me as such. And yeah, I can don't ever think for sure. like don't ever think we're doing the same same research team. I could humble myself and be on the research team with some undergrad. Mm-hmm. I but yeah. for one second, think that we on the same level. Yeah, so it's behind this name. <laughs> <laughs> you will address me as doctor. Like that <laughs> every fucking time. Yeah. So I yeah. I don't know. If she, she just tried to play face to like that. Like, nah. Come mm-hmm. correct, sis. We're both doctors here. Don't. I, I think that's all. Why older people have a problem with people who are younger who are at the same level as them. Like, let's be honest. They're both doctors. Sure, mm-hmm. who has. But doesn't negate Camille. She is a doctor. Yes. So yes. it's just kind of like while this girl is uh, to say that like somebody could humble themselves like that, like the same level. And I'm humble. I'm coming to you. I clearly want your guy. Clearly want like your expertise. You just up here, you trying to. That's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of older. It, people on the same level with him because I guess like further along than what they are hmm. or something like that you just can't stand the thought of like damn you got there in less time than I did like, I don't know for it could be like it's what it boils down to like they need to do some soul searching within themselves mm-hmm. but like all the issue lies within them and I personally because that's really jealousy. That's what it is. You mad because we in the same position and I'm at 22 when you here at 46. Sis, I can't help you with that. If you yeah. want like, you know that it's terminal for you, but it's a stepping stone for me. Hey, I can't help you with that. That's something you need mm-hmm. to figure out with yourself. Because yeah. I knew that I wasn't going to be at this job for long. And you mad that you're still here. Well, you need why again? Why you looking at what you're doing? You're not spending time on yourself. 
So if I you still in the position you are in and I'm about to leave. Yeah. And I feel like also that generation just has this really sick infatuation with like tenure and like, oh, I've been doing this for 25 to 30 years. I don't give a fuck. I've been doing this for five years or seven years and I'm better at it than you. Period. That, I mean, like, we, you can literally learn something from anybody. Yes. You can literally learn something from anybody. I would be a fool to think that, like, you know, accomplished as I am, there's not I can't learn. Like, no, I, I mm-hmm. can learn more. I, I learn from my kids every day. And it's basic shit, like, shit I should honestly already know. And I'm like, God damn, why did it take for a six-year-old to tell me that? Hmm. <laughs> like, so, like, literally the lesson from anywhere. Mm-hmm about how are you going to see that lesson are you yeah. going to reject it because it didn't come from what you expected it to or you're going to be like thank mm-hmm. you for the lesson and need to do some shit with them yeah yeah it's a it's a very dicey subject obviously we'll probably have to do a whole episode on that shit of just like generational differences and gatekeeping all together because my god it's... we're gonna have to do that once i quit my current job <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to do that once i quit my current job yes freely. amen amen okay well that is it for our likes and dislikes for season one of harlem Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in the spirit of bops and bangers, which we do love, we're doing a TV version. So, mm-hmm. my thuggy peas bops and bangers are currently Euphoria, which season two just came out. And my God, if you need like some drama and some suspense, watch Euphoria. That shit is crazy. It's starring Zendaya. It's basically these high school kids who be on other shit, like weird other shit. <laughs> a lot of complexity there. And then my second show is Cheer on Netflix, which is like a docu-series for cheerleading. I didn't know I'd be so into this. I kind of just stumbled onto this, but I am obsessed with this fucking docu-series. Um, it literally, have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Never had interest to watch. Not gonna cap. Look, it's dangerous. These holes be flying up in the air and be hitting the ground so hard. Do not watch it if you are like squeamish. That is my advice. But it's good. It's juicy. Um, and then lastly, on my anime tip for all my black anime lovers out there, I'm watching Black Clover. Yay! It's so good. It's on. I think you can watch it on Crunchyroll or Funimation, wherever you get your anime. Not from Netflix. On you can watch it there. So. Those are mine. Mm. Okay. Um, mine, uh, Empress Iris. My Bobson Bangers TV version, um, South Tampa on Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Selling Sunset. They talk about like real estate, except for Selling Tampa is all black women. It's all black female. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just. I love like these black women selling these multi homes. Um, it's just it's giving 
black women in luxury. And I mean, like, they don't get me wrong. They still have, like, you know, some drama, but it's not typically how it's presented. It's not, you know, everybody, like, cursing each other out. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, I guess I had issues that way. Um, so I really like that. And it was, it was just a really good show. Uh, Emily in Paris. It's a really good escapism show. Uh, it's about this bitch, Emily. And she <laughs> just like got some, um, mainly it's like romance entanglements. Mm-hmm. And like that's pretty much what like, season two is about. Just like her, her job in season two. But yeah, that came out recently. And that was really good. For my people who just love drama and messiness. Portia family matters. Like dog <laughs> the mess. Like just just yeah, just the mess and the drama mm-hmm. on that show. I think they only have six episodes. Like it's really crazy. Portia is honestly a fool for putting the show out, but I love it. That <laughs> and then last last not least, Abbey Elementary. Um mm. We need to support Quinta B. Um, yes. And so, if you love The Office, it's definitely like the black version of The Office mm-hmm. in the school setting. And so, I really love, I really love it. They only have three episodes, but it mm-hmm. be on social media trending heavily every week. Yeah. Um, and in between the episodes, so goes to tell you like how good it is. Check it mm-hmm. out, and that's it for me. Yes, yes. I actually did. I saw Abbott Elementary on, from your Twitter, actually, when I saw other people liking it. So I was like, oh, let me see what it's hidden for. I loved it. I watched all three episodes back to back to back. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was good. Great. It mm-hmm. is great. Yes. Okay. Well, that concludes this episode of Hot Takes of Harlem. Mm-hmm. We thank you for joining us. And please like us on twitter please follow the page um as well as please subscribe to the podcast on apple and spotify we're working on getting it on the soundcloud and thanks for tuning in and keep fucking with us you dig yeah um tell everybody like she said the social media i'm um, mm-hmm. pretty sure our twitter is at sage and t that's the letter in t mm-hmm. follow us we talk back interact with us we interact back um if you want, just like send us your business. So <laughs> if you send us letters, you guys want us to read them, we talk about it, give you our hot takes, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just fuck with us, man. Tell your friends, your family. <laughs> like, we're nice. We hide in our identities, but like, we talk, we fuck with y'all, we're friendly, we from the world. So <laughs> we <Yeah. dead. laughs> Yeah. But until next time, hosts. Yeah, be blessed, beloved. Oh, yeah, chill. Chill out. (laughs) Everyone, chill the fuck out. Wear your fucking mask. Appreciate y'all. Be blessed, beloveds. Bye. Bye.